Hello and welcome to the Sharpening Report. I, of course, am your host, Josh Peck. We have a very special guest with us uh, tonight, first time on Sharpening Report, Dr. Michael Brown. Dr. Brown, how are you doing? Uh, doing great. Great to be with you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is such an important topic. I've uh, and, and by the way, thank you for sending me an advanced copy of your your new book, uh, Christian Anti-Semitism. It's it's so important, and you you I. I in my opinion, this is the book on the topic. This is uh, this is the best book I've read on it, and it really does answer all of the concerns uh, for today. Uh, it's also published by our friends at Charisma. I was really thankful to hear that uh, Stephen Strang is uh, standing with you on this. Uh, me and Stephen are good friends, uh, and uh, I absolutely love the guy. For those uh, who might not be familiar with you, which I can't imagine if that's the case, but it is your first time on the show. So in case there is someone out there, can you give us a brief introduction of uh, who you are, your background, and the kind of ministry work that you're involved in today? You bet. Uh, I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus, born in 1955 in New York City. I came to faith in 1971 as a heroin shooting, LSD using, 16-year-old hippie rock drummer. I had gone to a little church to pull my best friends out and heard the gospel and was transformed. And uh, after I got off drugs, my dad said, well, it's good you're off drugs, but we're Jews. We don't believe this. You need to talk to the local rabbi. So he brought me to the rabbi who immediately lovingly began to challenge my faith. And that, that led me to, to do more serious study, uh, get a bachelor's degree in Hebrew in college, and then go on to get a PhD in New Eastern languages and literatures at New York University. So biblical scholarship, studying the sources and the original languages, that's, that's been an important part of my life. I've taught at various seminaries, uh, led ministry schools, raised up and sent out laborers around the world. And defending the faith, being an apologist, answering uh, objections to the faith has been something I've done all these years, kind of thrown in uh, the ocean, not just deep water, but thrown in the ocean with sharks right from the start, how to learn that. But our ministry has, has three main R's, revival, revolution, redemption. So revival in the church, seeing the church awaken, restored to first love, passionately serving the Lord. I had the privilege of serving in the Brownsville Revival as one of the, the main leaders from 1996 to 2000. So that's in my blood. And then revolution, meaning a, a gospel-based moral and cultural revolution. That as Jesus change us, changes us, we have a transforming effect in the society around us. So because of that, we've been in the thick of the culture wars for many years. And then redemption, redemption of Israel, the Jewish people, seeing Paul's words fulfilled that all Israel will be saved. And... Um, we have a daily radio show five days a week, The Line of Fire, which we also broadcast a video stream, uh, have TV shows that we do, including uh, Jewish outreach in Israel. And then uh, I write day and night, uh, five op-eds a week in terms of things happening in the world around us. But when it comes to this current book, there is an important history to it. The rabbi that I mentioned that my dad introduced me to as a brand new believer one of the first things that he did was he gave me a book about anti-Semitism in church history. And I had no connection to church history as a Jew. I, I didn't know uh, about it. And I didn't grow up in a heavily anti-Semitic area where I was like the Jew boy or a Christ killer or anything like that. So I didn't really encounter that growing up. Um, but reading the book was a shocker to see how many famous church leaders had horrific things to say about the Jewish people. But the church in which I got saved, little Italian Pentecostal church, it wasn't Catholic, it wasn't Presbyterian, Lutheran, it didn't have a sense of, of historical connection to church history. It was more like you went from the New Testament to our church, I and mean, that's kind of how we thought. 
So I, I just, I didn't, I wasn't impacted by the reality of church history. But the more I began to study it, and, and then when I would share the gospel with Jewish people and see that these objections would come, would come up all the time, well, how can you believe this when the church has done this, when the church has been this? So I, I saw how deep the objections were. And then God burdened me uh, in, to write a book that came out in 1992 called Our Hands Are Stained With Blood. And in that, I, I recounted for the average believer some of this terrible history and some of the wrong theology that got us there. It was a painful book to read. It immediately began to get translated into different languages. I stayed in print for 27 years until we put out a new edition of it updated last year. But you have to understand, Josh, that so much of what, what I was writing was what happened in the past, that this is the horrible history in the past. And yeah, we have glimpses of it here and there today, but this is all in the past. Well, the jarring thing about writing this new book, Christian Antisemitism, the jarring thing about this is that I was talking about what's happening now. I was talking about synagogue shooting today. I was talking about the rise in a, a dangerous theology that leads to anti-Semitism today. And, and that, was, that was the real shock, the, the real pain in doing it. Not just to talk about what happened in the past, but to show how this is raising its ugly head again today. And that's why we absolutely must sound the alarm as believers. Oh, 100%. I totally agree with you. I agree with the first thing that you said in the book, too, because you say in the book right at the beginning, quote, this is a book I wish I did not have to write, a book that I wish um, I wish was not urgent and relevant, but it had to be written. And I completely agree with that. You know, th this book and your videos and your ministry is really cut to the heart of our family. I have, uh, my wife is a Messianic uh, Jewish believer, and so by blood, our kids are half Jewish. And we have seen so much... Uh, anti-Semitism from the church, from fellow Christian brothers and sisters. And many of them don't see it for what it is. They don't see what's wrong with it. One of the disturbing trends that I've seen is that we can't seem to agree on what anti-Semitism actually is. So let's start with some definitions here because that word, anti-Semitism, it's thrown around a lot online, and uh, it seems everyone has their own definition. But I, I think you do a great job of actually explaining it uh, in your book. So what is anti-Semitism? What is not anti-Semitism? Yeah, uh, and there's even dispute as to how to spell it, which, which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, so anti-Semitism is basically Jew hatred. It, it, is, it is hatred of the Jewish people as a people. Uh, with that, it is the demonization of the nation of Israel as a nation. Uh, it, is, it is the embracing of, of lies and negative caricatures about the people as a people. Uh, Anti-Semitism is not uh, having differences with the way Israel uh, has some, some policies. Uh, Anti-Semitism is not whether you believe Israel fulfills biblical prophecy. Uh, anti-Semitism is not a matter of if you think Jewish people are really nice or not nice. It, it is a fundamental attitude. It is a fundamental belief that Jews are inherently bad, that there is uh, something inferior about the Jewish people, that uh, Jews are out to take over the world. What, whatever the, the conspiracy theory lie is, Anti-Semitism is going to embrace that because it, at its heart, it is Jew hatred. Now, 
Uh, it can take the form of saying today's Jews are not really Jews. You know, that could be another manifestation of it. Or that that uh, the Jews as a people are Christ killers, as if a Jew today is guilty of the death of Jesus 2,000 years ago. Uh, it can be uh, that, that the Jews in Israel are, are, are genocidal. Uh, it could be any of those things, but it is a false caricature. Now, we're used to seeing it as anti-Semitism with a capital S, right? And that comes from a, a German definition of going back into the 1800s. This man was, was an anti-Semite himself and, and had certain race theories and things like that. So the Jews, as the, the best-known Semitic people, you know, you were against them. It was anti-Semitism. Well, the problem, of course, is that there are many people who are Semitic peoples. The Arab peoples are Semitic peoples, right? And uh, you'll have people say, well, I don't, I have no problem with Arabs, so I'm not an anti-Semite. No, that's, that's not what the, world, the word means. The, the word does not mean being against a Semite. It means being against Jews. And then if you say, well, anti-Semitism, what is Semitism? You know, so uh, I choose to use the newer spelling which is just one word without the dash, anti-Semitism with a small s. And it speaks, in short, of Jew hatred. And when it comes to Israel itself, the demonization of the nation as a nation. I've seen so much harm come from uh, a lot of wild conspiracy theories online with, with no basis in reality. And you mentioned one of these in your book about how someone left you a comment in reference to the uh, Poe synagogue shooting. And I, I found this so disturbing that this would come from somebody claiming uh, to be a Christian. And I say claiming because, you know, if that's what's in their heart, I have to question if they, if they really are or not. And before people say, you know, well, that's just YouTube, Josh, you know, that's that's not real life. Uh, unfortunately, yes, that is real life. It's it's actually more real when uh, you talk with somebody face to face, because if you take away someone's burden of accountability, when you're when you're talking with somebody face to face, there's accountability there. there there's a level of 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 um, you're, you're going to be held responsible for what you say. But when you take that away from someone, when you take out their burden of uh, accountability, you, you allow them to be relatively anonymous, they absolutely will spill out what's really in their hearts. There's nothing holding it back anymore. And it, it's horrifying. So it is real life. Um, this person told you, uh, Dr. Brown, that the, the shooting was a Jewish false flag operation, that the shooter was misrepresented, and that you yourself are evil. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying that secret things don't happen, you know, but I've seen baseless conspiracy theories exactly like this totally ruin people, I, I darken their souls beyond recognition. I've, I've had to break off fellowship with Christians because they become revilers. And Paul tells us not to associate with revilers. In your experience, what are some of the most common yet destructive uh, conspiracy theories that you've come across? And, and how do you respond to them? Uh, what, why have some people allowed these baseless claims to influence them so deeply? Was this hatred already there? And are they just using these accusations as an excuse to vent it to the world? What, what, what are your thoughts? It seems that with fallen human nature and with satanic influence on human beings, there are certain things that we gravitate to. In other words, you don't have to teach a man to lust. Uh, you don't have to teach a child to lie. But in the same way, it seems that Jew hatred or a suspicion of the Jews is just part of fallen human nature. It's just, it's almost the default mentality that you see around the world. 
in, unless people are really born again uh, and have a different attitude or really know Jewish people well. But the Jews are, are the ones that seem to always get blamed with the latest conspiracy theory. It's, it's always the Jews. Uh, Jews being different through history, Jews not converting to Christianity or Islam being outsiders, so you can be more suspicious because of that, different laws, customs, etc. But uh, some of the most common ones are the, the, the Jews. Again, that's the, the anti-Semitic way of saying it. Not some Jews, right, which may be true, or, uh, or a Jew here or there, but the Jews, the Jews are trying to take over the world. This is one of the most common things that you hear. The Jews control all the money in the, in, in the world. The Jews control the media. The Jews are responsible for pornography and the sexual revolution. And, and whatever is going on now uh, in the society, you know, I haven't heard this. I have to admit, uh, as, as we talk now in, in mid-December, I haven't heard this, but it wouldn't surprise me to find out that the Jews were allegedly behind stealing the election from Donald Trump. Of course, that wouldn't make sense because he's been such a strong friend of Israel. But that would be the typical thing. In other words, when, there, when there's something going on and there seems to be something wrong or a case can be made, there's something wrong. Who's behind it? The Jews. So, for example, in, in the Middle Ages, when there was a black plague that killed like one third of Europe, well, somebody had to be blamed for it. Where'd this come from? Well, the Jews died too, but not at the same percentage rates, most likely because of Torah law and hygiene and various practices that did not get them as infected, uh, quarantining, things like that, uh, you know, under law. So obviously the Jews poisoned the wells and myths came out about it. Yeah, that they used a combination of, of hearts of animals and elements of the Lord's Supper and mixed it all together and poisoned the wells, which they died too, but just not as in high percentage. That's the type of stuff that circulates. And there is a notorious document that was uh, devised by Russian secret police. It, it goes back to the earliest, the, the beginning of the 20th century, and it borrowed from a French novel in the 1800s and got adopted anyway. It's called The Protocols of the Elders of Zion. And in it, it alleges that some folks standing by a cemetery one night heard the secret meeting of Jewish leaders and, and that there are actually 300 Jewish leaders hidden around the world. And obviously, because it's gone on so long, they must be there like different ones in every generation. And they are waiting secretly, plotting secretly to take over the world. And uh, you can see their tactics like they, they control money, the world. They control this, they control that. Well, hey, look, 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 look at the names of different ones that that, uh, you know, were leading our, our, our economic departments in America. You know, the Alan Greenspans, it's Jew. And then look, who's controlling the world more than social media, right? And the masters of the universe, the internet giants, Mark Zuckerberg and the Jews. And so you have a Jewish, and, 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 and who is it, the left, that's trying to destroy the country? Well, that's George Soros. Hungarian Jew is funding it. It's the Jews. So you have a name here, a name there, and suddenly the Jews are guilty. Now, when you go back to the Poway synagogue shooting, the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting, the Tree of Life, it was just a white supremacist. And he yelled, all Jews must die, and then began shooting, and mainly elderly Jews, horrific slaughter. Uh, John Ernest, 
who is the Poway shooter. Uh, he's 19 years old, Presbyterian Christian. When you read his manifesto, he talks about the grace of God and why the Father saved him, and it's only through his love and, and it's all through the cross and so on. I mean, it sounds beautiful. And then he explains it very much white supremacist as it's going on, talking about, you know, the Jews are trying to destroy European society and the white European society that's at the base of America. But then he goes on from there with all of the standard Christian anti-Semitic lines and talking about, you know, the Jews are evil, how the Jews killed Christ and so on. And it's up to him then to kill as many as he can. And, and I had warned uh, different leaders, professing Christian leaders who were uh, outright spreading lies about the Jewish people and confronting them saying, this is going to lead to violence. They said, no, we don't believe in violence against the Jews. I said, I'm telling you, what you're saying is going to lead to violent acts. Now, I don't know that John Ernest read some of the same material, the people I'm speaking about, but in point of fact, his, his talking points sound like they're right out of those books and that literature. So here in America, we have a guy, a young man walking into a synagogue as a professing Christian to kill Jews as his sacred Christian duty. It's happened through history. It's happening in front of our eyes. And when I present the evidence and share this, you know, and, and here's his own manifesto, what he said, his own words. Oh, no, no, the Jews set up this false flag. They made it look a certain way to blame the Christians and I'm evil. You say, OK, that's just one crackpot. One crazy comment on YouTube. All right, fine, fair enough. But as I point out in the book, when I expose anti-Semites on my YouTube channel, and we've got, I don't know, almost 120,000 YouTube subscribers. So it's, it's, it's a growing channel. It's not giant, but it's growing, right? And we get thousands of comments, obviously many thousands uh, every, every month. When I ex And my average video, we've got over 2,000 videos on the site. On average, the, the likes are like 95% and higher because most people... Going there are people that follow our ministry and like it, right? When I put up a video exposing Christian anti-Semitism, uh, I will sometimes get 40% likes and 60% dislikes, you know, thumbs down. And, and, and we're talking about hundreds and now thousands of comments like, where, where's that coming from? You can't just say it's a crackpot out there. It is a serious problem, not just in society, but in the church today. Yeah, it really is. And we've seen that on this channel as well. I talk about it quite a bit on, on my channel. I think now just, just pushing through it for so many years, um, we've been able to kind of develop an audience that, that is, you know, pro Israel and, and loves the Jewish people and, and stuff like that. So it, it doesn't happen as, as often as it used to, but that's only because there's been years that we had to push through all of that. Uh, but we still do get it quite a bit. And, um, not to, not to gossip or sensationalize, but because I know that this individual does have a large following and does have influence, and you write about it uh, in your book, and up until a couple years ago, uh, this person seemed to be just like a pretty normal conservative Christian uh, comedian, uh, but what he does now is usually excused as humor because he's a comedian. And there's a lot of people that still follow this guy and, and don't really understand what's going on. I, w I wanted to ask you about the whole uh, Owen Benjamin uh, video. For, for those who don't know, what was that whole story? What came out of that? And how did that lead to you actually having to disable comments? Uh, which, if anyone knows you, that's a very rare thing that you would ever do because you, you always encourage you know people who disagree and, and you, you like talking things out and stuff. And how is this 
just an example of this larger problem that, as you said, really is plaguing the church today. Yeah, it's again, I, I am not one to, to to say the sky is falling. You know, uh, I've been around in the Lord almost 50 years now. And when I got saved, we were told Jesus is coming in any minute, you know, and that was 50 years ago. So I, I don't just, oh, it's the latest prophecy. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's this out of control. It's the end of the age. It's not my mentality at all. Um, but this is something that's very, very serious. Uh, and knowing church history, knowing what's happened in the past, uh, the idea that it couldn't happen now is, is, is just putting our, our head in the sand, to be frank. So uh, Owen Benjamin actually done a video or two for PragerU. In other words, a, a great conservative voice with these informative videos. And, you know, he was dismantling the left and so on. I wasn't familiar with but his name would come up in very positive terms. And then my producer starts sending me clips and, and he's blaming the Jews for this or that. The Jews behind the rise of pornography and Jews and and he's doing these rants, you know, from his backyard and getting hundreds of thousands of views. He's got a big YouTube channel. Thinking, what in the world? Who is this guy? What happened? I mean, it's so bad. Prager Yields really had to pull the videos because they didn't want to be associated with where he was today. And then began to see that he was getting informed a lot by a Catholic scholar, E. Michael Jones. Uh, he would have, I got one of his books years ago on culture wars and thought, wow, it looked extreme at certain points, but I really liked it. And then got another one of his books, he's reading, it's like, whoa, oh, hang on here. This guy's an anti-Semite. I, I, the more I began to read, I was, I was quite shocked. And he's become uh, very influential online as well. And then we had a YouTube channel shut down, actually. Uh, but, but he was just kind of looked at his marginal fringe. Uh, Catholic folks told me, you know, uh, Catholic friends, that he was you know, very marginal. But now through the internet, gained a much bigger following. And his fundamental thesis is that uh, Jesus is, is the, the Logos of God, right? We know that John 1. And in his mind, Logos is not just the word, but the wisdom of, of God and, and, and the, the moral wisdom and truth of God. And that in the mind of, of E. Michael Jones, every Jewish person at some point in, in his or her life consciously rejects Jesus. It's not just... They don't believe in their living their own life. In other words, do you consciously reject Muhammad? Do you consciously reject Buddha? I mean, when do you really think about it, right? It's just not, not part of my life. No, in his mind, every Jew consciously at some point or another rejects Jesus and therefore is rejecting God's logos and therefore is in rebellion against God and lives in rebellion against God. And, and that's why Jews bring so much destruction to the world. Now, Karl Marx or you know, George Soros and whoever it is, right? That would be his thesis. Somehow, Owen Benjamin starts listening to him, kind of like his, his intellectual, spiritual guru, whatever. And then Owen starts putting these videos out, you know, crass comments and, you know, mocking Jewish comments. And, and then, you know, starts saying, I found this is in the Talmud. I can't believe it. And, and again, if, if you don't understand context and larger things with Talmud, it's massive literature. It could be readily misunderstood and, and, and used to demonize the Jews as it has been through the centuries to the point of, of Talmuds being burned, whole sets of Talmuds being burned in the Middle Ages uh, by the, quote, church. So I, I did a, a video. I always try to reach out, ask the person, you want to come on my show? I'll go on your show. We can talk privately. 
but you know, no ability to interact with him. Did a video exposing the error. Uh, he and E. Michael Jones did a, a response, you know, attacking my video. I, I then did a response to that and just laid things out. Well, anyway, as you said, I welcome dissenting comments. In fact, in my radio show every day, I really say, hey, if you differ, if you're a critic, please call. Please call. I'll, I'll actually put up announcements, you know, tweets saying, please, if you're a critic, if you differ, don't just blast me on YouTube, call the show. I love doing debates. When I go to a college campus, and I'm asked to lecture on a given subject, I'll ask, is it possible to get someone to debate me so the students can hear both sides? That I love to do that. Uh, and I'm that confident in our position. Um, so we just have guidelines, you know, no profanity, no personal attacks, uh, you know, stay on topic. And otherwise have at it. Otherwise, I can put a video up and there could be 3,000 comments, 2,999 differ with my position. Fine, have at it, it's fine. As long as you follow the guidelines. Well, this got so ugly. The comments so base. I, I mean, to to say that I was called a, 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 a Nazi bigot would be sweet. You know what I'm saying? Compared to the level of junk and the ugliness. It was just me. The vile anti-Semitic comments, one after another, after another. That we, You know, I said... I, I cannot have my YouTube channel be a platform for this kind of garbage. So we disabled comments. To my knowledge, we've done that two, maybe three times in over 2,000 videos. But that's how ugly it got. And, and all the people are saying, he's not an anti-Semite. How could you call him an anti-Semite? And then coming with the most vile anti-Semitic trash imaginable. It's, it's a growing trend. I have watched it in front of my eyes. I documented in the Christian anti-Semitism book. I can show responses to my videos. And when I tackle certain subjects, what happens? And it's like clockwork. It's, it's, and, and there's a cancer out there. It's a spiritual cancer. It's an ideological cancer. It's an intellectual cancer. And we must confront it with truth. Absolutely. I know we're limited on time. And I, I want to ask you about uh, Christian Zionism before we head out. Uh, but before we do, um, I know at the time of this recording, uh, the book's not available yet. Uh, but I also... It can, be, it can be pre-ordered. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you, where can people get the book? And then where can they also follow you online and support your uh, ministry efforts? Yeah. So uh, they can go to, to Amazon. Amazon.com or Christian book, they should be able to order the, the paperback or, or the ebook. I don't, uh, I don't know if they can pre-order the, the uh, audio version, but I know that's being done. And it's scheduled to come out, I think, early February. But yeah, it's available for pre-order, Christian anti-Semitism. Uh, there are probably other books by that title, so just use my name as well. Uh, and then for our website, askdrbrown.org, A-S-K-D-R-Brown.org. And they'll find literally thousands of hours of free resources there. And I highly encourage everybody that is watching this video to go check it out. Uh, check out Dr. Brown's videos. We do have a lot more to talk to. We're going to do that in the members only section. So head on over to dailyrenegade.com to get the rest of this interview, plus much more. We offer a variety of shows, hundreds of videos to the Christian audience. So uh, we will see you over there. Members, hang on the line and everybody else watching for free. Thank you so much. And until next time, love you all. Take care and God bless.